realized it's July the 4th, the 4th of July today, uh, and we just happen to be talking about American politics in the, in the episode that's coming up, and the 4th of July is um, a big day in America. It's a nothing day here in Australia. Many, many times in my life, you know, the whole of the 4th of July has gone past and it's, it doesn't register in Australia. There's no mention of it in newspapers. There's no mention of it anywhere, you know. We really do ignore it, you know. And I, I only mention that because it's, it's um, I do sense that if, if I was an American, I would, um, I'll bet you, and look, they do seem pretty insular, I'll bet you if I was an American, I'd find that hard to believe. And yet there it is. You know. But it's the 4th of July today. And um, yeah, happy Independence Day to all you people over in America. You know, you bastards, you know, because you beat us. You know, because I'm British. You know, you beat us in the war. And, um, and also you're responsible for Australia. Um, the indigenous people send their thanks as well. Because, uh, but for, um, but for American independence, England would have kept sending convicts to America and probably would never have come to Australia. By the time they got around to coming to Australia or even thinking of coming to Australia, you know, the French might have been here already. The English had no plans to come to Australia. They did not come here to Australia in a conquering mood. They came here to set up a penal colony because they lost the Americas. It was a tragedy for England, you know. Um, they lost the Americas. They used to send the convicts, and I've mentioned this before, and I think it was to Maryland and Virginia, mainly now Virginia. Um, that reminds me of tobacco farms, is it? You know, I can imagine convicts going over there to work on tobacco farms, maybe. Um, is that what the is it, was that a, a big thing in Virginia? I know Virginia was pretty rich for some reason like that. Um, and, yeah, the Americans kicked the English out because the English were greedy uh, and wanted to strip resources, money, you know, resources out of America in the form of taxes and other things because England wanted to strip resources out of everywhere. You know, uh, and the Euro-Americans decided to kick the English out instead, um, which is very interesting, you know. And when they did that, England was stuck because they had nowhere to put their convicts, and they sent them across to here in Australia with no strong plans to turn Australia into the nation it has become, you know. They, they, they came here just to set up a small colony, really. And, you know, maybe to see how that went and maybe one thing could lead to another. You know, that's the English. But I think it's really important, and I really do think this is the case. In all that era, England was not sure that England was going to survive. Yeah. There's, there's this kind of feel these days, because English did survive, you know, it was quite strong now. Um, had a little, another little existential crisis in the 1970s, I think. I think English was on really on the wane in the 1970s. You know, they were really struggling. Um, and they had an obvious existential crisis in World War II. They were a hair's breadth from not existing anymore. You know, and they could have all been speaking German. Well, English is kind of a German language, but you know what I mean. 
but you know, England um, was had has had many ex- existential um, crises over the centuries. You know, but even recently, you know, and um, and um, never have so many needed to be so grateful for so few. You know, <laughs> Churchill, but he said it better than that. He always says everything better than that. All right. So, you know, it's July the 4th today. Happy Independence Day, all you guys, you know. It's actually, July the 4th is We Lost America Day to us. Um, And we ended up all shoved over here in Australia. I'd be living in America now, probably, but for July 4th, thanks a lot, guys. And the Indigenous people, as I say, send their thanks to, you know, because they have to put up with us now, and it's all your fault because of your Boston Tea Party, you know. It's all your fault. It's all connected. All right, on with the show. I'd make that our national anthem. Peter Allen. Pretty sure that wasn't the Peter Allen version, but I'm not sure. I just switched on the radio and went flick, flick, flick to find a radio station for something just so that we could have a little bit of music to start with, and that was what was there. How about that? All right, now, um, off to work, and I've got to get there fairly. I've got to get going. But um, uh, do you remember episodes ago I was bouncing off someone else's podcast just to get a few ideas going? Uh, his name was Chris. Uh, I've kind of dropped him. I've, I kind of forgot about him, actually. Um, but, 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 um, I thought I would use... I don't think I'll go back to him. Uh, I thought I would use myself. Now, uh, I'm just going through my phone. On this occasion, I thought I'd use myself because my goddaughter and I were just texting each other. We do that, and it's absolutely... You know, stream of consciousness, um, and uh, you know, no intention of the discussion being comprehensive or being correct or anything like that. We engage in what we call dialectic, where we just throw ideas fast at each other. You know, so um, look, I'll just read it, and I think somewhere in here is something that I can use to get this episode going. So just before I take off in my car, I'll just quickly read what we were chatting about and um, and let's see what it says. Um, uh, now, now she put up what's called, now she texted me what's called a meme. She's on social media, you know. Uh, uh, something about the Democrats in America. Democrats. Rich people convincing poor people to vote for rich people by telling the poor people that the other rich people are the reason they're poor. Okay, that's pretty funny. Um, All right, and I kind of get that. Okay, but then that got us talking, you know. Um, 
and uh, here we go and I'll start with me now I don't really like to quote her very often um, so I'll just quote bits and pieces as they because this is a podcast about you know what I'm talking about not what she's talking about um, it's not for me to quote her reading now okay one thing about American politics and their political system that I think is that it's not a system I like. Okay, this is in my text message, sort of speaking. Two rich parties have taken a stranglehold on the entire country. I'd like to see them both go down. Yeah, that's not. That's obviously not well thought out, you know. But I'm, I'm just putting things up. Okay, let's get reading. Uh, and then I quoted the meme, as they call it, that she put up about the Democrats. Rich people convincing poor people to vote for rich people by telling the poor people blah, 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 you know. Then I said, this comment applies to the Republicans too. And then I said, I prefer Australia's mix of parties and independence with our tight, tight control on election spending. In America, it is open slather on who can raise the most money and whoever can is going to, raise to rise to the top. Good people don't even get past the early stages. Now, obviously, some good people get do get past the early stages. You know, there are good rich people. I'll jump in there uh, from, you know, it's later in the day now. Uh, I'll jump in there and say that uh, I spoke to my goddaughter after uh, I was making, you know, reading out my texts and I mentioned, you know, that bit about only rich people, you know, and she said, are you sure Obama was that rich? You know, because clearly I'm talking about mega rich people with mega rich friends, you know, and, um, I have to say, I think she was, she's got a point there. I'm not sure if Obama was rich, you know. I do suspect he had rich friends. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how he rose to the top. Uh, that You know, that's something you can find out. <laughs> I'm not into research. All right. Uh, I'll get back to my readings. A reading from the texts of Sporty, you know, now. Um, I, she did mention that she thinks Michelle... Obama might have been a great fundraiser. All these things I don't know. But back to the... I'm not here to educate. I'm just here to empty my head. Only rich people with rich friends do, you know, get past the early stages. Fundraising people. And then I said, we don't have that. Well, probably we do a little bit, but not as much. We often have Prime Ministers who are not rich. Julia Gillard lived in Yarraville in a normal-looking house, and she was PM. That's not possible in America. Money has corrupted the political process. It runs on money. Australia is nothing like that, not even in the same ballpark. Well, not much, you know. But all in all, I feel we can learn one thing from Americans in terms of politics. Do the opposite of what they're doing. And that's one of the reasons I would never vote for Australia to become a republic. Because even if we went 5% like them, like their Republican Democrat model, and the way they have all power, all that power sitting with a single person, a US president, well, that would be 500% in the wrong direction, I think. All US presidents are a disaster because their institution of the US president is a disaster. So when people ask me, 
Republican or Democrat, I tend to say, neither. That's like saying, do I like smallpox or leprosy? And America's got both. I like Australia's mix of Liberal, Conservatives, Labour and genuine independents who often hold the balance of power. Our system is far from perfect and serves Indigenous people badly in particular. But America is diseased. Alright, I'm using strong language here. I don't use this strong language when I'm speaking verbally on the podcast, you know, but I'm a different person in different contexts. Okay, next, me again. I rather like the ideal of trying to get a genuine blend between Euro-Australia and Indigenous Australia going, in the end. Notwithstanding that technically I would like to see an independent Indigenous Australia here, much like Ethiopia is independent. By the way, when I mention Ethiopia, that's because um, my goddaughter is involved with the... Well, she is an Ethiopian. Her kids are Ethiopian. All right. But that's impossible, so I'll note it and drop it. All in all, on a pragmatic level, I feel the best thing to do when looking at America politics is to be warned and not go down that path at all, and to try and carve out a politics that here that brings Euro and Indigenous people together as a dual culture and political system. And every time we hear American politics coming through on media, be warned that the message is coming through there is poisonous no matter which side it's on, because it's all about well-meaning people, not always, you know, responding to a poisonous system. And that includes pretty much all political rap. Most of it is, I think, poisonous for what we are trying to achieve in Australia. All that rap is response in response is a response to American culture and politics, and to apply that medicine here, even though of course we have racism and everything else, is bad medicine. Pause. Then me again. All that was idealistic. Indigenous people are nowhere near getting an even break, nor recent immigrants. But it isn't all an ideal I like. But any ideal ideal I hear coming out of America would be all in all unhealthy for us. Yeah, I think, um, because it is all geared to a response to American culture and politics. That's Candace, rap, Beyonce, Trump, all of them. I think. Leave them all in America, I say, to argue who is the most poisonous in a poisonous system. We should create our own way. That's roughly what I'm thinking, and I think Ethiopia should do the same. Both Australia and Ethiopia, dot, dot, dot. Oh, I forgot to mention Hillary. Hillary too. And Merrill and Bill and Chelsea too, I bet. And Obama and the Bush dynasty. And all the white, all the African Americans and all the white Americans and the Hispanics and the Latinos and pretty much everyone over there. Far out. I'm starting to feel sorry for the Native Americans, I say here. The lunatic asylum has come to their land. End of text, stream of consciousness. And it was broken up a lot there because I was editing out uh, the bits that weren't me speaking because I have no uh, permission to read out other people's texts. Okay, now I don't know what I'm going to make of all of that. I'm going to read it back again to myself. No, what I'll do, I'll listen to it back again well, obviously, to myself, <laughs> and and then I'll make something of it afterwards.
The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.